up, everybody? How you doing? How you living? Austin Cunningham, Just Trees, and Dan Kiefer coming with another episode of Talking Football. Heading into week two of the NFL season, week three of college football. Uh, I'll tell you what, a lot of good bets were made last week, boys. <laughs> I mean... I don't think enough people are talking about how good we are at the old betting. And uh, me, I'm on a little bit of a roll, not to brag about me, but us as a collective group, we're doing something pretty dang special, and I'm happy about it, and we're just going to keep on rolling. But before we get into our success, we're going to start off the show with something uh, a little off topic, because right before Trees decided to press the record button, I was about to dismiss myself to go use the restroom, um, but I, I didn't get that opportunity. And the reason I was going to do that is because uh, it really just kind of made sense to me. It was maybe a sign from God uh, that I should go do that because Kiefer just asked the question, do you believe in ghosts? And my answer is yes. And now I have to sit here for an hour of this show talking bets and the possibility of ghosts being real while having to pee. So Kiefer, really the question is, why do you ask that? And my answer is yes, ghosts are real. So uh, our oldest Colt, who's two and a half, scared the shit mm, out, of, is- out of Right, here we go. <laughs> is, this, is this a bad start? Is this a bad start? This, so, is, this uh, just means it's going to be really scary. Kids are involved. So we know everyone that's lived. Our house is 100, 120 years old. Okay. But we know everyone that's lived in our house. Like we, we have a record of everyone who's lived here because we're the first people not of that family that have ever lived here. Okay. And we know that two people have died in this house. <laughs> And you moved into it. You knew people well, okay. died in that house and you said, I'll so, live here. So, so like one was just old age and in the era, you know, there wasn't a lot of modern medicine. So he just, he just died. This was like the thirties. What is that? Era, like, like the 1930s, you know, like there wasn't a lot of medicine. It was truly rub some dirt on it or walk it off. And then the other one was a, uh, the guy I just bought the house from. She got murdered. <laughs> no, no, the other one was a guy Homicide. I bought the was the uh, the guy I bought the house from. His dad uh, passed away, and he passed away like such a farmer. He had one boot on, and then he leaned down to tie his other boot to go milk cows, and he just leaned back in the chair, closed his eyes, and he was dead. Okay, very peaceful. But hey, so we know there's been two people die in this house, and. Kyla was upstairs with Colt, who's two and a half, and he goes, mommy, mommy, mommy. And then she's like, what's up, buddy? And then he points to the other end of the hallway and she goes, Clint's room. And he goes, no, no, no. And he points again down the hallway and then he goes, hi. And she I'm goes, moving out. I'm, I'm back to I'm back to so, just leave the so, room for the show right now. So then she goes, so then she goes. Colt, is somebody here? And he goes, uh-huh. And she goes, uh, do we need... and then he goes, and then, and then she goes, do we need to go down there? And then he goes, uh-uh. So uh she comes back downstairs, she loads that on me. I was like, well, um, our bedroom is down that hallway, so I don't uh I don't know how to feel about that right now. Like this just happened tonight, tonight. It happened tonight. Hey, uh, I ain't sleeping upstairs if I'm you. Mm-mm. I mean, and it's it's cold in the house. It's fall. It's fall, but it is cold in the house right now. So yeah, a little, I'm, sure. I'm not, I'm not sure a lot. getting some chills. I'm a little dude. freaked out. I'm a little freaked out. Uh, excuse my vulgarness right now, but like, fuck that dude. <laughs> like that's, uh, I cannot wait to be a dad. Like that's a life goal of mine. Be a dad, have some kids. Scary Absolutely shit. Love that. But that right there, like, no, like that 
terrifies me. You want to hear the best part? Like, I feel like I would kick the kid. Be like, no, get away from me. Like, you're. This is the. This is the second time he's done this. Yeah, uh, no, dude, you got to move. First house. time, first time was like a year ago when he was like just starting to talk and stuff. We got the nanny cams, and they have like the black and white, you know, camera when it's dark in the room, and he was just like talking in his in his room. He was just like having like like hi hi play hi. Like, you know, when you're that, you know, his head, he didn't have a huge vocabulary, but like he was having like a conversation he would have with Kyla or I by himself at night. So um, I would now like your guys's response because it seems like Teresa has got something to say. I, I don't have anything to say. I mean, like, it's probably like all those damn signs your wife has on the house, like welcome and gather and yeah, like, kitchen and shit. It's probably all that shit. They're like, Oh, well, this seems very welcoming. House. Yeah. I guess this is home. Like, you know, <laughs> live, laugh, love. Oh, uh, in these conditions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Damn. Um, I will say like that. That's scary. Um, my kid Miles has had a few <laughs> random ones like that, but nothing like that. Um, so I don't yeah. like it. Yeah, a little a little terrifying. So well, yeah. I tell you what, boys. If I uh, if I go out, just know I'm going out a winner. Seven and three last week. Got another ten yeah, hot boy. ones to put in now. So uh, if I'm going down, I'm going down for the people. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, right. well, I need to dive in. <laughs> I need to dive into our bets here for a second. Uh, not to change the subject, but Austin, yes, fantastic week by you. You went seven and three overall. You're sitting at sixty one percent. Dan, what did you end up going, Dan? Seven and three. Seven and three as well. Uh, why does it no? Oh, I'm sorry. Last week, uh, last week I was actually eight and two. Eight and two. I was like, yeah, I think eight and two. two. And you're at 62%, which is Let's fantastic. Go. Um, I went six and four, and I'm sitting at 58%. So I'm chasing mm. you guys right now. Wait a second. What was what was Austin at? 61%. Mm. So I I'm the lead dog. You are the lead dog right now. Woo! Yeah. Okay. So we're okay. gonna see. We're gonna see. So like this, I would, is, this is fun. This is fun time. Listen, I'm excited to I would not uh like most Dolphins fans, I would not throw a parade week one santa won the championship but uh it's 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 good to be on top yeah for sure for sure i mean yeah so either way like all of us that that good what uh we are 20 sorry 46 and 25 i think as a whole like that's fantastic yeah that's pretty damn fucking good if you ask me you get uh, you get investigated for doing better than any better than that. So you really do. You really do. All right. Um, I want to dive into some last week games because, like, I just think that it was it was a pretty electric weekend. So, um, mm-hmm. Austin, should we start off with your your game, your team, or should I say team? Uh, yeah, I mean, do we want to start NFL or college? Let's just dive in. I mean, both. Let's just talk about them. Okay. Both, so, uh, with the uh, the Chiefs and uh, Lions game, uh, I pretty much just kind of alluded to the fact that I could see the Lions winning that ball game. I saw a lot of, a lot of similarities with the opening of the season in the NFL in 2017 between the Chiefs and the Patriots, with the Patriots coming off a Super Bowl victory. Saw something similar with the Lions kind of coming into Arrowhead. Uh, the way their team's built and set up, just kind of moving forward. I was like, you know what? This just kind of reminds me of the 2017 Kansas City Chiefs. 
I wouldn't be surprised if they come into Arrowhead and steal one. Sure enough, they do. Um, the game ended up being much closer than what that 2017 matchup was, of course. But I think when you look at the Lions, we can kind of pay attention to the progression. And, Therese, this is something you and I were all about four years ago when we started this on the Buffalo Bills, right? This is a team that is heading in the right direction, a good head coach. The culture's changing. You're finding the right pieces. You've built a foundation. And now you're a winning organization and one of the top teams in the NFL. And we've kind of tried to do that multiple times since then with, you know, like, okay, maybe the Panthers, they look like they're kind of heading in that same direction as well. Thinking the same thing with the Chicago Bears. And then, you know, last year, a couple years ago, it was the Lions. And now it's it's our Atlanta Falcons. And when we look at Detroit, I think we can all agree that three years ago, they lose that game, like just flat out. They don't stand a chance. Two years ago, they probably lose on a field goal, right? Like that was just the Lions luck, Dan Campbell's first year. And a lot of ball games, tough situations happen at the end of breaks. You lose it, other team wins. Last year, it would have been a dogfight all the way to the end. And now, right, learn how they've they've learned how to win football games, and they proved that against Kansas City. Yes, there were some key drops by Kansas City's receivers, but that offense for the Lions made plays themselves. Key third downs, Jared Goff's in the pocket making the right throw. I think the Detroit Lions are going to be one of those teams this year where we're like, man, like we have to, you, everyone has to respect this team, but we're also like just super like rooting for their success just because we've seen that change through the years, especially with us. Um, so for that matchup, you know, like it, it sucks as a Chiefs fan for them to lose that game, but at the same time, it's like, dude, it was so much fun to see the Lions like actually competing and opening up the NFL season. For sure. Taking the fandom out of it. For sure. Um, and now you got Travis Kelsey and you have Chris Jones coming back this weekend. So that's going to be, yep. uh, you know, against who, who do they play? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a little rivalry week between us. Um, you know, I wouldn't since, go that far, but... since we started this podcast, uh, it has not been, it's been very one-sided. Um, I think my teams are zero and five against your team. So that's been just super enjoyable. Um, four years for me like i've loved every second of it um so we'll, we'll, you get the betting i get the actual team wins it's yeah exactly exactly i think i would much rather have it the other way um, <laughs> um we might have that right now i yeah, don't know you yeah, know what I mean? the jaguars win next week it's like ooh, i won my beds but like uh team sucks <laughs> yeah who knows who knows um and then you have texas mm-hmm. um which we talked about it at the after the show ended. And it was like, yeah, I would, I could see, like, I think both my teams are just going to absolutely dominate. And I know that just contradicts everything I said with the Chiefs Lions game, but with the Texas Longhorns, it was, and, you know, again, we talked about it all after we stopped recording the show. But it was just like, dude, these guys went into Alabama on a Saturday night game in one by Whooped 10. Them. Whooped them. Like, in, you're watching the beginning of the game, like, man, here goes Alabama. You know, they're just finding ways to convert on third down and make plays. Boom, throws an interception. Here comes Texas. You know, they're able to score. They're making some mistakes, but it's just like a back-and-forth type of game. But to see, like, your favorite team take advantage of the mistakes by an Alabama Crimson Tide, which is something we've not seen them really do uh, in the era of Nick Saban. <laughs> you know, and now it's a situation of people are going, is the dynasty dead in Alabama? I don't know that yet. But I do know as a Texas fan, that win proved a lot of things. And one of them is, is that Texas is ready to compete in the SEC. It also means Texas is back, <laughs> not in the sense of like, hey, winning national titles, because Texas being back is not winning national titles. And I think that's something a lot of people need to realize as well, because it's just kind of turned into this joke. Texas being back is just being competitive in football. 
Because for like the last 12 years, it's been kind of a laughing stock. No, like it, it is like you guys are going to uh, disagree. You can't, no, like, you can't. Yeah, no, you can't. Texas, Texas, Texas does not won multiple national titles in forever. They went to two national title games in uh, like a three year time span in the middle of the 2000s. And then after that, they were dog shit. So like Texas, yeah, they weren't, right they weren't back anymore. Yeah, they were competing in the conference to like be competing to make it into a national championship game. It's not yeah, winning yeah, yeah. it. Okay, well, Texas winning Texas hasn't been back since like the 60s and then the one span in the 80s and then the span in 05, 06, however you want to say that. You just said Texas playing competitive football. I think Texas being back, which is now a moving target so you can make – so everybody can make their jokes online. But Texas being back, in my opinion, is Texas being in the scope of a national championship. You're, yeah, you're, you're in the top 10. You're con- consistently in the top 10. Yeah, that's what I mean by being competitive because they've, they've okay. not been that. They've just been like here or there. There's been flashes of it, but there's not been like, hey, they have a real shot at making the national title this year. This, well, this team, year, the way they are this, right now. Right yeah, now, I mean, we're two, three weeks in. It's still yeah. on the – it's out there for them. Mm-hmm. It very much is, and that's – What's so exciting about? I don't. Okay, and, but, uh, could you explain this to me? Um, why at the end of the game were they chanting SEC? Like, is that because we're coming to the SEC? Mm-hmm. Is it because like, like that's kind of what I was alluding to? Is like as well as like, like, I just thought that was they're a ready for thing to do. I mean, because you're coming from the Big Twelve. The Big Twelve is like I mean, we all know about it, right? It's just kind of like ah, eh, whatever. You know, you're going to face an SEC school. We don't really stand like to compete against it, and like that's kind of what the narrative has been with it. And for Texas to make the jump to the SEC, I'd like even a lot of Texas fans are like, this is such a stupid move. You're never going to win in the SEC. You're never going to be good there. You're going to be a middle of the road kind of bottom feeder school that has a lot of money, but just never gets it figured. And like, as a Texas fan base, this proves like, hey, like, yeah, they can come into Alabama in a night game and win. You know, like we'll see hopefully against Georgia at the end of the year for possibly a national title game. But like it just was like okay, Texas can't come to the SEC and compete. It's exciting, looking forward to it. And holy shit, they did beat Alabama. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. And for them, honestly, for they should have beat them the last two years. If we're being honest, yeah, yeah. Last year was, I mean, Bryce Young just made plays. So all, all Texas needs to do to beat Alabama is have whoever starts the game at quarterback finish the game. That's the key. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Shout out Colt McCoy. Um, All right. All right. Okay, cool. Uh, Dan, it's our podcast. We're going to talk about our teams. Dan, uh, Miami Dolphins. Okay, so I was nervous the entire game because the defense never made a stop. And then Tua threw an absolute dot to Tyreek. And all of a sudden, you know, typical Miami Dolphins fashion, you missed the field goal, missed the extra point. So you're up two points yep. with a minute 30 left. Justin Herbert comes on the field and we've seen this movie, right? This is the Patrick Mahomes movie. This is the Joe Burrow movie. Here comes the heartbreak. And out of nowhere, Vic Fangio decides, you know Dials what we're going to do? Dials you know we're going to do? We're going to blitz that young man's ass. We're going to see what happens. First down, incomplete pass. Second down, intentional grounding, loss of down and a 10 yard penalty. Third down, sack. Game is on the line. Fourth down, what do you do? Once again, you dial it up again. Another sack. That is a just a statement 
to make it the end of the game that, you know, obviously the Dolphins are, they're all about speed, 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 speed. But to have your defense, which was getting bent over all day, come out and seal the game for you is huge. And did you guys see the Mike McDaniel video? Yes. Uh, apparently they were putting both head coaches on the jumbotron at the same time. And, you know, typical NFL coach thing would be like cover their mouth and, you know, oh, God, we're doing this, that, and everything. Mike McDaniel looks directly in the camera and says, run it the next five plays and then calls five straight passes. Yeah. I, I just love this guy. He, he's he's, awesome. he, he's everything. He is awesome. I love it. He is. Yeah, awesome. no, I love it for Tua. Uh, this was his first game since uh, the concussions last year that were very probably overly televised. So for him to come out and throw for 466, um, I think that's just a great story in itself. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And now he's the uh, front runner for the uh, NFL MVP. NFL MVP. Which I don't know. I'd, I don't know if I'd put money on that, but I'd uh, love to see it. Just 17 <laughs> weeks away. It's fine. Um, speaking of that, uh, how long do you guys think it is until – uh, we get our betting site to just be start hitting us up for a cash out on our on our parlay. I give it another. Oh my god! I give it so, another like four or five weeks, and they'll start offering us a cash out. Yeah. Okay. I so I know I I know I texted Justin this, but uh, everybody, just a reminder: our parlay is the Falcons, Jaguars, and Miami Dolphins to all win their division. So. Falcons came out week one like we all knew they would. Our Falcons banging it in the run game. They got the dub. Jags came out, took care of business. And then the Dolphins got what is probably a little bit of a surprising win. Mm-hmm. I say that game was mm-hmm. a that felt I like agree. a pick 'em. You know, like you, yep, we could was. all see that game going either Easy way. Was. Yep. And then the Jets beat Buffalo. So Buffalo's 0-1 with a divisional loss. And of course, we all have to we have to mention the Aaron Rodgers injury. Which yeah. I think we can all say the Jets got worse from that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, partly like, it's looking good, boys. And staying that with Josh Allen too, staying in that division did not. I mean, looked atrocious. And like so, you got Dolosky right now on ESPN, be like, he had hey, someone sit down, look him in the eye, and tell him to grow up. Well, like, and hey, I think it was one of the best players on the team. Make the right play. Like just, I think damn. it was Ryan Clark. You know, they say like, you know, if you were a secondary player and someone's going through the struggles like Josh Allen is right now or was week one, you know, do you play more aggressive? And he goes, no, you don't play more aggressive. You actually play less aggressive because if you're patient, he's going to throw one at your face mask. You just have to be ready for it. Totally. And then they show the routinely every time he'd throw the ball more 20 yards down the field, he threw it to the guy in triple coverage. Yeah, Like, exactly. what are we doing? And this is going to sound totally biased, and I understand that, but like – you stop throwing at 50 yards down the field and throw it to a wide open Dalton Kincaid at five yards. Like he was wide no, open yeah. all game, all game. He yep. was just no, he was. There's so many videos of like Dalton Kincaid's by himself at 20 yards. Yeah. I mean, same with the, the running back, whoever was there, just yeah. I'm looking downfield at Stefan Diggs pick. Yeah. But this was the thing. Remember at the beginning of the year last year, um, it, the chiefs and the bills were falling victim of this. People would play cover two or maybe it was the year before, but they basically forced Mahomes and Allen to like, you have to take the stuff underneath. Mm-hmm. We're going to give it to you all day if you'll take it. Yeah. Because you know, mm-hmm. both those guys have howitzers attached to their right shoulder and they want to throw it 50 yards because they can and not everyone's blessed with that ability. But totally. if you take that away, you just take the big plays away. 
and you are forcing these teams to, you know, dink and dunk, if you will, a little Brady ball down the field. And right now he's not taking it. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. All right. Okay. Let's dive into our bets. Uh, my opinion here, um, college slate, kind of kind of boring this weekend. Um, yeah. Yep. NFL slate. I actually think there's some good games. Um, games that I don't feel comfortable betting on, but I think there's I think there's some good games. Um, so let's go through. Dan, you give us your college bets. Austin, yep. you'll give yours. I'll give mine, and then we'll go over to the NFL. Sounds good. All right. So kicking things off, I'm just gonna keep riding the hot hand, guys. I think early in the year, that's what is done me pretty well the last two weeks. I'm going to keep it up. So I'm going to take Penn State as a 14.5-point favorite going to Illinois. Illinois has not looked good this season. Penn State has. They've came up clutch for me a couple times. Uh, then we're going to go back to the well. Of course, you know, we're going to have a Florida State bet on this segment. So you give me Florida State as a touchdown favorite end of the first quarter against Boston College who should have lost against Holy Cross last week for everyone following along. I wanted that line. Nobody would give it to me. I wanted it. I should have won. Rain delays are stupid. Uh, <laughs> next one is uh, Western Michigan over half a touchdown against Iowa. This might be the most obnoxious line. Really I actually had to screenshot it and send it to trees. I didn't so he that. knew I wasn't making it up. He didn't think it was a real line. It's a real line. Get out there. Western Michigan, look at me, look at you, looking at me, help me help you fall into the end zone just one time. I don't care if it's defensive, offensive, just get into the end zone. And this bet is not allowed in all states because when I went to the state that I bet in, it was not available. So, And that's uh, how you know it's a good bet. That's how you know it's a good bet. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Uh, uh, Last two college bets for me. I'm taking the over for uh, Washington and Michigan State at 58. And if we're going to be honest, I'm not positive that Washington doesn't do that by themselves because I think that is going to be an ass-kicking. Then my final college bet, of course, taking Purdue at the half plus 105. So Purdue to be tied or have the lead at halftime. Perfect, perfect. So I'm up then? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know if the sorry, and they, sorry, they have, it was and me. Purdue, sorry, no, no, you. no. And uh, Purdue has Syracuse. Sorry, I didn't mention that, but perfect. Purdue has Syracuse. Thank you. All right, cool. Go ahead, Austin. Okay, perfect. So for me, I just wanted to make sure that my internet didn't mess up again. I think it's been working on Purdue all right now, so let's just keep rolling with that. Uh, so for me, I'm going to go ahead and yeah, uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and uh, start with my college bets here. I have a, a lot of overs. I think I only have one spread just because I wanted to kind of mix it up in there. Uh, but for me, my first bet is going to be the over 50 and a half Minnesota versus North Carolina. Looking at this matchup, North Carolina, a tough game last week against App State, almost lost it three overtimes, though. They come away with the victory, and that's kind of one of those games I'm beating myself up looking back at because, like, I kind of wanted to take a bet, but I wanted to think North Carolina was much better than they were. Um, For this game, though, I know a lot of people might kind of go, hey, Minnesota really hasn't put up that many points. North Carolina's looked kind of shaky to start the year. North Carolina's offense is still putting up good numbers, and I think if this can turn into a back-and-forth matchup with Minnesota, who's also shown the ability to put points on the board um, you know, when they need to in big moments where they need to make plays, they will do it. 
So I could see this game kind of being the one where we're like, okay, I don't think it, it goes over by a lot, but I think it gets over just enough. Uh, and then this next matchup, Oklahoma versus Tulsa. I took the over at 59 and a half. This game is actually going to be in Tulsa this weekend. So Oklahoma does not get that home field advantage, but I don't think that's going to slow them down. This is a team who's pretty much got 500 yards on offense both weeks here to start the season. And I don't see Tulsa slowing them down much at all either. Uh, and then my next matchup, Western Michigan versus Iowa. Uh, I'm taking Western Michigan plus 28 and a half. I just feel like that is way too big of a spread. Iowa has not shown the ability to score the football this year effectively. Uh, their first two games have both come down to, to 10 point difference and Michigan state or Western Michigan, excuse me, uh, has shown the ability to put points up themselves and compete in games. And I think when you look at this and the difference in yards and what these offenses can average, Western Michigan has a 28 and a half point uh, opportunity to stay within this game. Yeah. I mean, this is what I did in week one with Utah state because mm -hmm. Iowa was 25 and a half. And I'm like, I don't think that, I don't think Iowa was scoring 28 points. So uh, love it. Just had to point that up. Go ahead. No, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, this next one that I have though, uh, I feel like all of us should be betting this. And if we're not, I think we're all making a mistake. Alabama versus South Florida, 60 and a half. Uh, I feel so bad for South Florida football players because you are going to absolutely get annihilated this weekend. Alabama just lost Saturday night at home and Nick Saban is still your football coach. And Alabama fans are still Alabama fans. They're pissed. And Alabama is going to go on the road to face South Florida and they're going to kill them. They physically might. So Alabama might put up 60 and a half points themselves. Uh, so that over right there, I think we should just go ahead and smash it, put it in all of our parlays. And then this next one, Clemson versus Florida Atlantic. This is one I, I wasn't sure if I wanted to take the over or the under, but I'm going to stick with the over at the 51 and a half here with this matchup. I'm not that confident in it, but at some point this offense for Clemson, which was hyped up coming into the year with your quarterback and running back situation with club Nick and Shipley that, Hey, these guys are going to be good. Clemson's back. Here we go. It hasn't really shown that too much, but I'm hoping this is the week that it does and we can roll in and have a 5-0 and victory for me in these college football bets. Perfect. All right, over to me. Uh, yeah, so like I said, kind of boring games here, I think. So I'm just taking a lot of these favorites and big numbers because I think that this is the week that these teams are going to put up huge numbers because they know that conference play is right around the corner. So Florida State minus 25 and a half at Boston College. Dan already put, you know, talked about this. They suck Boston College. They are so bad. I think Florida State wins by 35. I really do. I think that this game is a blowout here. Uh, Oklahoma and Tulsa. Austin had this one. Give me Oklahoma at minus 27 and a half. Um, actually, I don't think Oklahoma played that well last week. Um, and they're not going to be happy about it. And they're going to come around and they're going to make a big play. So give me... 25 and a half, 27 and a half makes me super nervous, but I'm doing it, especially when both are on the road. Um, next one, last week I was pounding the table for the UCF Boise under 61. Mm -hmm. That's this game for me. 59 and a half for Vanderbilt UNLV. Please just give it to me. Like UNLV is dog shit. Like they are so bad and Vandy is so bad. So give me the under there. Um, give me the over 47 and a half for Troy and uh, James Madison. James Madison, huge win against Illinois last week. Um, I think that Troy's going to come out and be scoring points. James Madison's going to have to keep up. Only needing 48 points, I think it's going to be very easy for them. 
And then you brought up App State. They played North Carolina very well. They did last year as well. If you remember, that game went into multiple overtimes. Um, give me minus nine and a half versus East Carolina. East Carolina is really bad. App State back at home. Uh, I think the App State can win by double digits there. Um, and then I actually, I'm actually going six college games and only four NFL. Um, give me Washington minus nine and a half in the first half against Michigan State. Everything that's going on yeah. in Michigan State, I think that Washington just comes out and Washington has been a second quarter team this year so far. Like they're putting, they're averaging putting up like 28 points in the second quarter. So give me anything that's under double digits. I can single digits in the first half for Washington against a far less of talented team like Michigan state. Give me Washington there. Yeah. I think that's we agree. That's going to be a, going on. Right. Yeah. They're going to, that should be a boat race. Yes. It absolutely should be Uh Penix should have a statement game. The only worry on this game is I think it's like a 10 o'clock game and they're on the road. And I think there's a small chance of rain, which there really could damper that things. That doesn't matter to me. I, they know how to play. Them. Okay. Oh, 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 look at them. All right. Well, wow. it wasn't on the. It wasn't on statue. I didn't know they. I didn't know that they knew how to play in the rain. They live in Washington. Yeah. It rains every day. Yeah, that's a that's a slight defect. They uh, live in Washington. Put that on. <laughs> flip it over. <laughs> flip it over to the NFL. <laughs> to the NFL side of things, uh, first bet, and I know if you're listening, uh, we had to record a day late, so you're not going to be able to make this bet, but my first NFL bet is Jalen Hurts over one and a half touchdowns. It's basically halftime now. He's got one, so we'll see if that hits. Then I'm going to go with the Chargers as a three-point favorite going on the road to the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee's banged up. Tennessee did not look great last week. Ryan Tannehill actually looked terrible, and the Chargers did look good. They did. They were good enough to win that game. Just unfortunately, Miami a little bit better. Uh, then stick, speaking of Miami, I'm taking them on Sunday night football as a two and a half point favorite going up north to Foxborough. Right now, two is exercising demons, and he has never lost to Bill Belichick. That's a stat. He has never lost to the Patriots. I did that a true civvy of this last year. That's right, and it's still true. Um, then I'm going to take this might be one of my favorite sneaky NFL bets I don't love it with the injury news that came out tonight but I'm still going to take the Rams over one and a half touchdowns against the Niners the Rams do I mean I was impressed last week so the Mm -hmm. Puka Nakua injury isn't great but I do think and I can't believe these words are coming out my mouth but I think Tutu Atwell could step in and have a pretty good game there Uh, and the the Rams just seem to make it work on offense. As long as Stafford's there, they seem to make it work. So I don't know if this is going to be a big Cam Akers game this week or what, but the Rams just seem to make it work as long as Stafford's under center. And then my final NFL bet is I'm taking the Tampa Bay team over of 21 and a half against the Chicago Bears. Is Baker? I mean, Shake and Bake seems to be back. Calling out the Viking signals. He figured out, hey, Mike Evans is huge and he's good and he wants to get paid. I'm just going to keep putting that ball up there on the top shelf where the kids can't get it for Mike. The Bears got sliced and diced by Jordan Love, and I don't think Jordan Love is an all-world quarterback. Obviously, neither is Baker, but uh, get the offense humming down there in South Beach. 
Absolutely love it. And speaking of and speaking of Jordan Love, I'm going to stay right there because they faced the Falcons this week, and I'm going to take our Falcons plus one versus the Packers. Jesse Bates. Uh, this is a guy who who Trees has been talking about for years, you know, and everyone's kind of coming around and realize that dude he got paid by Atlanta. Uh, and then last week just absolutely balled out for the Falcons in his debut game. And I see him and the rest of this defense for Atlanta taking advantage of those mistakes from Jordan Love, which he's inevitably going to make. Uh, he got lucky facing, I shouldn't say lucky. Um, he w- was put in a pretty good situation open year against the Bears defense, who's kind of been battling some injuries, uh, lingering through training camp, and now they got a couple guys out here as well. Um, so I think Jordan Love was able to get away for, get away with some stuff, but an experienced defense like this Atlanta Falcons team, uh, I don't think he is, and I think he's going to be forced to, to make some mistakes, and the receivers are not healthy. So, Again, just kind of aids and helps the Falcons get this victory here for my bet being plus one. And then sticking with who the Packers played last week, the Bears. Uh, Dan, you just mentioned it here, but I'm actually going to take the Bears plus three versus the Bucks, just because I think we're going to see a Justin Fields uh, redemption type of game. I think if, when you watch last week's game, just kind of a lot of stupid playmaking. They really took him out of his comfort zone, and I don't know if that's just what the Bears like to do with their quarterbacks, their second or third year in the system, right, where it's like, hey, we're just actually going to take what you do good and get rid of it and then be surprised that you're not good. Um, maybe that just seems to be a trend with Chicago. It doesn't matter who the coach is, just kind of what they like to do. But I also want to think that uh, the Buccaneers who, you know, they got some guys who are questionable right now, but it's nothing, no key factors that they're missing on defense. But I do think the Bears could come in and kind of shock some people and say, hey, yep, we're going to we're gonna at least lose this game by less than three points. That's my hope with the bet. Next, I have an over-under uh, for the Commanders and Broncos. I'm taking the under at 38-and-a-half. Uh, both these defenses are are, are much better you know, than they're probably getting recognition for, but these offenses are also just kind of bad. <laughs> I mean, the Broncos scored 16 points last week in the debut uh, with Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. And let me tell you this. That defense for the Raiders, it's not that good. It's not keep you to 16 points good. And this commander's offense, they're, you know, they still got a lot of wrinkles that they're trying to iron out. So I don't think they're putting up a lot of points either. So I'm taking the under here. Saints versus Panthers. I'm taking the Saints favored by three. That offense kind of started to get a little clicky there towards the end. And you could tell Derek Carr was getting a little bit more comfortable making some throws. Um, Michael Thomas is definitely back in the fold and then the mix there. Some other guys are getting in the mix as well. So you like to see that for the Saints and the Panthers. I just, I'm sorry about you. Just not looking good. Uh, you're definitely, I could even see Bryce Young throwing a pick six here, and it just puts the Saints up even more at some point in this game. The next up, my last bet, the Steelers versus the Browns. Uh, I think last week, the Steelers got absolutely embarrassed. Mike Tomlin's still your head coach. This is a little bit of a redemption game. And the Browns, yes, they did look good last week against Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Pretty much just shut them down on offense. It's the beginning of the year, Joe Burrow's first game back. Missed all of training camp, missed all of preseason games. Definitely some wrinkles there. That's not who the Bengals truly are. So I could see the Steelers coming in and possibly stealing one here versus the Browns. So I'm going to take them plus two and a half. Plus a division uh, game again, Mike Tomlin. That's just a big difference maker for me. Austin, do you know the Steelers' Monday night football stat? Uh, no, and that is Monday night. Thank you for bringing that up. I forgot to mention it. Tree, That's the double. Trees. I actually just bet on the doubleheader for Monday night, actually. Saints, do Panthers, you- and then Steelers, Browns. Do you know the uh, Steelers Monday Night Football stat? Uh, no, it's probably something crazy like they've never, ever lost. Do you guys know the last time the Pittsburgh Steelers lost at home on Monday Night Football? Never. Hey, Tree Sivia, let us know. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. I wasn't alive. I'm going to go continue to say never. 
1991 was the last time the Steelers lost at home on Monday Night Football. Damn. It's a long time. Who's our quarterback? Tommy Maddox, maybe? I don't know. Never heard of Ben Roethlisberger? (laughs) (laughs) Sidebar. Sidebar. I lost it it tonight. Uh, So you guys know I'm rewatching the league, and it was the episode where one of the guys, like his girlfriend wants to set his lineup for him, right? And his quarterback's Michael Vick. And she's like, we're not starting Michael Vick because he did bad things. He's like, he's done his time. He's it's fine. So she's like, no, we're not starting. Who else do you have a quarterback? And she's like, who's Ben Roth Roethlisberger. He's like, Oh, Ben Roethlisberger. She's like, yeah. Has he ever done anything wrong? And he just dead ass looks at her dead. In the eyes. Not one thing. Good guy. <laughs> Good guy. Yeah. So funny. And I lost it. Yeah. Such a funny Allegedly. Um, so... I love it. I love it. All right. Okay. Uh, I'm up. I got my four bets. It is funny because if you bet NFL, you kind of know you should never really bet the over. Like the under is yeah. just so often. Yet I have three overs. <laughs> so this is great. Um, I learned my lesson last week. So. Yeah. Maybe so, no, I learned my lesson I think, that you should bet the overs. Excuse me. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Last week I think twelve out of the sixteen games went on her. Yeah. Well, so So just guys, the games that I bet were wrong. Yeah, yeah. Know, congratulations. Yeah. Do you guys know how many touchdowns were scored last week in the NFL? Like points or like individual 20, touchdowns? Individual touchdowns. Twenty three and a half. Say thirty four. No, I think it was like 60, 61. Okay, well, uh, you oh, made the time yeah. it was going to be a low number. Right? Yeah. No, that's the second lowest number like ever. Pick, oh, pick okay. one, Bob. So one, low. Bob. Yeah. So, all right. Okay. So, I'm going with the over here. And I'm talking about the game between my team and Austin's team. 51 points. I'm going over because I think that both of these offenses score points. Um, I have a lot of faith that both of these teams can put up 30 points pretty easily. Um I and that's actually not disrespect to the defenses. It is I have that much faith in the Jags offense and the Chiefs offense to be able to do that. Yeah. So going over 51 there. Uh next one is a spread. I'm taking the Chargers minus two and a half in the first half against the Titans because fuck the Titans. They looked like shit. Loved it, loved every second of it. It was fantastic. <laughs> Clip the first half of that. Yeah, so just I and I think the Chargers are going to be upset about that loss. Uh, then I have two more overs. One of them, 49ers. You went with the over one and a half for the Rams in that game. I'm doing over two and a half for the 49ers. So give me that all day. And then I'm taking the over in the first quarter of the Bengals Ravens game is currently at eight and a half. Um, I've also seen it at nine and a half in some locations. Give me, it doesn't matter. Give it to me either way. I got it eight and a half yesterday when I made the bet. So I'm sticking to that. Um, but yeah, that's a, I, that's a betting indifference. Yeah. It, yeah, exactly. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Uh, they didn't have nine and a half. It, it literally makes no difference. Cause you're not going to like it. You what wait till chance? Justin Tucker misses the only PAT of his career. Ever. Yeah. Exactly. And then it ends up on eight. Yeah. It'd be insane. Or nine, nine. Yeah. It'd be at nine. So, I mean, I'd still hit it. So I'd be happy. Um, So give me over in the half in the first quarter. I think, I think the Bengals go out and score pretty quickly. I think the Ravens respond with a field goal and it hit 10. So that's that. All right. Let's move over to our three leg parlays. Dan, what do you got? 
All right. So I took out the Jalen Hurts bet. That way everybody could play along with my parlay. So I'm going Florida State as a seven-point favorite first quarter at Boston College. I'm also taking Purdue first half plus half a point and finishing up with the Rams bet of a Rams over one and a half touchdowns against the Niners. Lovely, lovely. For me, I'm going to take the over at 59.5 Oklahoma versus Tulsa, the over at 60.5 Alabama versus South Florida, um, and then I'm also going to take the Saints minus three versus the Panthers. Uh, they feel like probably safe, very safe bets, nothing very exciting, but I will also take the win. So, so. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, I did a parlay, parlay of App State minus nine and a half, Vandy UNLV under 59 and a half, and the 49ers over two and a half touchdowns. So there we go. All right. How do you yeah. guys feel? And I know we buried the lead on this, and we're about to do the five-leg parlay. We forgot to mention, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we, did, we didn't forget. I was just about to just do a big. Well, a by big all means. No, no, we sh- it's all yours. Please resume. First time ever, folks. We drill the five-game parlay. Love to hey, see it. Hey, look at there us go, are, boys. We are now one and one on the season. We will not. We're not going to be those people that, okay, you got to bet this. Let's not forget, we went one and four the week before. It was it was dog shit. It was awful. But we went five and we oh. own it though. We own we, it though. We own it. We went five and oh this week, and there was only one close one. The other the other four were easy. Uh, the only close one was Utah literally scoring with seventeen seconds left to to, to come. Never a doubt. Never, Never a doubt. doubt. Never <laughs> a doubt. Never not doubt. one doubt. Yeah. Uh, this week, how do you guys feel about? Doubling down on Western Michigan. God, that makes like, me so nervous. He, he means he, he wants them just so they have to score one touchdown. No, 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 no. I'm saying I want Western Michigan to score one touchdown, and I want them to cover versus Iowa because Austin has that. Oh, oh absolutely. Oh, yeah. I got you. I mean, if they're because I think scoring a touchdown, right? Exactly. Because because so. I think I, I I do I think it's it's two bets that both cover if if the other does. You know what I mean? Like, if they score a touchdown, they're going to cover 28. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all about that. That makes me so nervous. Like, like, I I know it it is so simple, it scares the hell out of you. Yeah, exactly. I hate betting Iowa games. (laughs) Like, I hate betting Iowa games. Like, that Utah State game, I was watching that game week one, and I sweat it. I was like, this sucks. This is miserable. Um, And now I'm going to watch this game. I'm literally going to... My wife's gonna be like, "What are we doing Saturday?" I'm like, watching Western Michigan versus Iowa. That's what we're doing. <laughs> go Hawkeyes. No, no, but not really. Go though. Broncos, baby. Go Broncos. So here's my favorite. So so Iowa needs to average 25 points a game for Ferentz to keep his job as an offensive coordinator. So far this year, they have played Utah State and Iowa State. Neither defensive juggernauts. Yeah, and they've scored 24 and 20. Yeah. So I mean, I even mean, if they score thirty in Michigan, Western Michigan scores like we still hit both of them. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like if Western Michigan scores a touchdown, which feels like a low bar, they cover twenty eight and a half. All right, boys, so we're riding it. We're riding. All right, it. so we're two. We're two games in. Yes, we're on tight. Two bets, one game. Yeah, that sounds like a sounds like a movie you shouldn't lose. look up. <laughs> oh. Um, all right. Um, 
I want to go. I want to go Washington minus nine and a half in the first half. Okay. Austin, you got something? Uh, I think we stay with our with our Falcons plus one versus the Packers. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Yeah, I got no problem rooting for our Falcons. Me either. And Desmond Dan. Ritter, Desmond Ritter game, baby. Uh, I kind of gave a couple already, but um, I like Purdue. I I'm, like Florida State. I love your Florida State. I really like this over 47 and a half, James, James Madison or Troy. I know it's not a, a big game, but, not, but I mean, it also just kind of feels pretty good. Something about it's just hollering at me. I'm good for either James Madison or Florida State. Either one, I'm, I'm good, good with. Either one as well. Flip a coin. What was the Florida State bet against? Sorry, minus uh, Florida State. Quarter. A touchdown first quarter against Boston College. Shit, I'm good with either as well. We got anybody got a coin? We'll just yeah, literally Dan, right now. Dan, let pick me, a, Dan, pick a number one or two. If you're right, we go with yours. If you're wrong, we go with mine. Pick a number one or two. <gasps> um uh uh two. Two. We're going with Boston or we're going with Florida State. We are definitely Boom. not taking Boston College. Yeah. We will take Florida State though. Okay. All right. So I was actually gonna ask Austin, oh, I'm sorry, did you take the uh James Madison quarterback to win the Heisman or did you take Florida State quarterback? You know, that's a great question. I don't know. It might be Kansas. No, you took Jordan Travis. No, I know that. I was just Oh, you, you wasn't, first wasn't it Jay Daniels or whatnot that I got mixed up too? Yeah, got yeah, one with Kansas, yeah, Jaylen, LSU, and then uh, Jalen and Jaden. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Um, I also went and finally made a few future bets this week as well. Um, mm. what do you got? The one I absolutely love that's still plus money, which is shocking. I got. Calvin Ridley to lead the AFC South in receiving yards at plus 130. Who else was up there? Michael Pittman. DeAndre Hopkins? Michael Pittman, Hopkins. Oh. Dude, Michael think, Pittman didn't look bad last week. I, was gonna, did I think Pittman, like Pittman, could, Pittman could scare you. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. I mean, to be honest, like Pittman was not involved until he got a screen pass that the Jags just – Guarded horribly, and he had a forty-eight yard touchdown. I know because I was, was I was texting you saying out. that I want I want wide receiver one to get wide receiver one targets for my damn fantasy team. <laughs> yeah, uh, Teresa, Maybe are you did. worried about Zay Jones and Christian Kirk maybe stealing targets away, or the workload they want to give Travis Etienne taking away from his yards? No, no, because Zay I Jones mean, had a big game last week. He did, and and Christian Kirk's going to be fine. Like people are like all freaking out because he only had one catch for nine yards. He's going to be fine. He actually had two of those last year too. Like it's just the way that the Colts guard him. Like it's it just is. So, um, but no, I think that Chris. I mean, if Christian or sorry, if Calvin Ridley goes for eleven hundred yards, maybe even a thousand, like I think he gets it pretty easily. I I wonder what the odds would be for. For Calvin Ridley to be the only thousand yard receiver in the AFC South. South. Yeah, that'd be wild. I don't know. Austin's really deep in thought right now. He's like, wait a second. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, there comes nobody from the, the Texans is going to get it. Nope. 
Nico Collins had a nice game week one. Yeah, he but did, is but... he going to stay healthy the whole year? No, well, no. I'm, I'm just... Colts. Anthony Rich is just going to have to continue to make plays, which I think he showed his ability to do that last week. But yep. can you continuously get the ball in one guy's hands and let him go make plays after the catch? Or does he turn into a Josh Allen-esque type of deal where he's like, I just want to have these splash plays and have some fun? Yeah. Ryan Tannehill, I think, like last, I mean, playing the Saints, I know that's a veteran defense, but at the same time, it just didn't look good. Well, I don't think Nuke <laughs> don't is think... a, Nuke is not a thousand yard receiver anymore. I think volume wise, he is, though. I mean, he had 13 targets. Yeah. Is he going to stay healthy, though? He's already banged up. He's always, and I know up. he's always been good a gamer. Point. He has always been a gamer with the Texans, you know, practice limited one day a week, go out and ball. He's always been that way. Yeah. But dude hates mm. practice. Yeah, exactly. Don't don't we all? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, Practice. The other bets I kind of went on to like what we bet on, you know, earlier. So I had like because preseason I said Tyreek Hill for Offensive Player of the Year. So I have that one. I did do. Yep, did do Trevor Lawrence for MVP. I did Bo Nix for Heisman. I did Sam Hartman for Heisman just because Sam Hartman did you, looking great. Is are the odds not good for Jordan Travis anymore? Uh. <laughs> So they are, so they're not as good as these ones though. Like that, that's, I don't make bets. Are you the only one on this podcast that hasn't bet on Jordan Travis to win the husband? Yeah. Like what the hell? What, why get with the wow, program? Hashtag hater. Yep. I, I mean, yeah, happy I, four years. Pack, wow. Love pack 12 guy, you know? So, wow. uh, all right. Yeah. What's, it like no to, RIP. what's it like to hate money? Okay. season. Dude, I'm living spooky season. <laughs> so, okay, yeah, no then, shit. Yeah, exactly. Hey, let's exactly. gather here, ghosts. No, I'm yeah. good. I'm out. I'm out. Austin. You go sleep okay. at the tractors, brother. Hey, Austin. Yeah. Since you... Oh, wait, you paid me, damn it. Never mind. Um. Yeah, go ahead. Talk your shit. No, keep that same energy. What are you about to say? I was going to say, since you still owe me <laughs> yeah. money from... Let's go ahead. Speak you up. Me. You paid me. No, no, no. no. I'm being honest. Chest. I'm being... I literally am talking. You keep interrupting me. Um... <laughs> You want to bet on this weekend's game? No, I don't bet on the Chiefs. Whoa, 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 whoa! It is. You'll it is a podcast. Kansas City Royals. Yeah, but you won't bet on the Chiefs. It is. Yep. It is a podcast yep. with yeah, and, the Jags and, and, and the Chiefs. This is a gambling fan. podcast. Yep. Yep. I know my limits. I got boundaries. It's a do not cross line. You better respect it. Uh, sad you're not gonna bet the chiefs to be a nope. non-playoff nope. team nope see now you're trying to bait me that's gaslighting man, i've been through enough of that you know that man we bob barkered our dog Hashtag five gross. years ago and he's got bigger balls than you <laughs> all right okay all right i'm so wow, excited damn. for that game i'm so excited for this game austin like i'm very excited. yeah i am too i'm really looking forward to it i think it's gonna be fun i think that i'll be uh also, I'll be living have, it with you guys. Have you seen my team plays on Sunday night? So yeah, exactly. You're waiting all day. <laughs> prime time. Yeah, you know, ain't no thing. Prime no, no time is what it no is. No big deal. No big deal. Um, Austin, have you been on the old Twitter machine today? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. What's going on? Oh, just Chiefs fans just running their mouth a little bit. Uh, oh, I mean, what's new? You just got. I mean, they're idiots, bub. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. But we lo- love them to death. Love them to death. But boys, girls, ladies, gentlemen, it's cool. Just cool it a little bit. Jags I've not off- seen any shit talk, though. Jags offense is apparently 
not threatening, and Trevor Lawrence is a game manager. Just so you know. He is. No game manager, bitch. I'm just kidding. Clip that. Clip that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I do think it is going to be a fun game. Uh, I will say when you did your bet earlier, I do think you looked over the fact that the Chiefs defense did hold the Lions only two touchdowns. Again, I know it's I'm not comparing the Lions offense to the Jaguars offense. They're worlds apart. I get that. But this Chiefs defense was pretty good. I mean, secondary was looking good. Chris Jones coming back. I think that's something to be worried about. And uh, George Carl Loftus. Dude was kind of all over the field on, on Thursday night. I'm, I'm hoping he has a big game here, especially with say, Chris Jones eating up a lot of attention in the middle. I will say the and Jags. And Felix, their rookie, looked much better than I expected to. Sorry to interrupt you. You're good. Uh, Jags may but be. But Patrick Mahomes, we can't. I'm done. I'm just messing with you. I had to um, <laughs> Jags may be without their center and right guard, so that might be a fun little thing. Um, but, I didn't even know that. But, yeah, I mean, that's because the Chiefs – Chiefs fans just think that they're going to win all the time. Um, but over <laughs> under, over under seven and a half holding penalties on the Chiefs that don't get called. That everybody uh, more so the uh, this. I mean, this is a Juwan Taylor game. We haven't even mentioned that. This is. I mean, I was. I'm ready to take that bet for false starts that are called against him because all eyes are going to be on this dude. Thanks to Chris Collinsworth, who just shut your freaking mouth. Yeah. So, like there's nothing else to talk about in this Chiefs Lions game except Jawan Taylor's the way he's lined up. Pay attention to 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 Lane Johnson for the Eagles. I mean, every other right tackle on the league was like, nope, well, uh, this close matchup. Let's just go ahead and focus on this. He was it's not a false start. He just knows the snap count. He's paying attention to it. Did the same he, thing with the Jaguars. I didn't think it was a false start. I was like, it's That's not a false well start. Played. It's not a yeah. false start, but he was he was for sure not on the line on Thursday night. It was more of a he so, wasn't with the Jaguars either. I didn't complain about it then. I'm not complaining about it now. He was, yeah. So I mean, it is what it is. Like I don't really care. Yeah. Like I, that's why I didn't bring it up because I don't really care. Yeah. Um, but noted. So you think that the Jags are not going to score 14 points? So I got that. Anything else you need to say? Do I think it? I think. What I did can't I say anything neither about of you? You said you said you underestimated the Chiefs defense. They're elite. You said that their DBs are the best DBs in the yes, you did. And then you said that now that the defensive player of the year is back, and then you have comeback player of the year, most improved Carl Loftus coming in that's gonna have five sacks, and you're gonna hold us under 14 points. I mean, do you, do you see that? Do you do you see how close it is? That's about how close I am to calling you my ex-girlfriend because you're putting a bunch of words in my mouth that are not true and you're waiting for me to give up a reaction so you have a reason to explode about how you truly feel about this situation instead of just being open and communicating. Your, your ex-girlfriend or somebody start. else. Um, but so why won't you just bet me? I just don't understand it. Like it'll be fun for the guys. I don't, I don't bet on the Chiefs. Every time I bet on the – the last time I bet on the Chiefs, uh, it didn't go well and – I don't do that anymore. All right. Hey, you guys both forgot to mention that Andy Reid got an extra three days to prepare for this game because oh, the Chiefs played on Thursday night football. That's I mean, and it's a and it's an Andy Reid assistant coach put over his yeah. coaching tree. For so, sure. For sure. Oh, see, does he have the Saban thing going on as well? He does. Yeah. I have no idea. I don't. I don't really know. Doug Peterson, I think, is zero and four, zero and five against Reid. So, yeah. But this uh, Andy Reid also doesn't have Eric Bieniemy anymore, so I don't know. Maybe the Chiefs' offense was missing him last week to only score twenty-one points. 
Yeah, yeah that's going super well for Carolina. Washington. Washington, but yeah. Yeah, them too. Teresa and I at the same time. Washington. <laughs> Happy four years. Yeah. So, okay, cool. I'm excited for the game. Again, like, it's weird to say, but I'm like, fuck, I was so mad that the Chiefs lost. <laughs> like, multiple reasons. One, because mm-hmm. I don't want them coming off of a loss. Like, that just, I can feel like mentally that's bad. Um, two, I also had an eight game parlay of money lines, seven, seven of them hit and the one that didn't the chiefs. So that sucked. Um, Austin, as a chiefs fan, are you worried that Travis Kelce might be dating Taylor Swift and that's going to distract him from football? Yeah, oh, dude. I absolutely love that by the way. So any Swifty fans listen to this, welcome to chiefs kingdom. Uh, we have a lot of things in common. Uh, we're loud. We love our favorite things. You know, you know she's a diehard Eagles fan, right? I do, I do know that. Yeah. Okay. But like, thank you, Jason Kelsey. Like, that's another reason why Travis should love his older brother and appreciate him even more because probably set that up. And also, what a smooth criminal to be like, hey, didn't get to talk to her after the concert. Here's a friendship bracelet with my number on it. Yeah. What a what a move, dog. It was a move. It was. All right. Okay, that does it. Go Jags. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Go Western Michigan. Go Western Michigan. Go our Chiefs by 10. Lock it in. What? Chiefs by by 10. Jags ain't scoring 14. Got it. Noted. In the noggin. We're ready to rock and roll. Elite defense. Don't forget. Yeah. I thought that was a replay already. Yeah. And Austin. Also, Eagles have scored again. Did they? Who scored? Uh, Devonta Smith. Oh, nice. Um, Austin, Mm. don't text me Sunday. Win or lose, don't text me. I won't text you, and we'll just we'll just talk on the podcast next week. You can both, yeah, text dude. Me uh, if you want. Freaking, I hate you too because I didn't want to talk to you. Yeah, happy. First off, happy first four off, years. We, did, we didn't talk last year when the when they played in the playoffs either. Yeah, like, that's just, the playoffs. We just we just literally. Just you, you're, you're, you're now you're gonna bring up the playoffs. Playoffs. Wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. So we Jags were in the playoffs. The playoffs. J- Jags were in the playoffs. <laughs> non 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 playoff team Jaguars. <laughs> Who's this guy? Yeah, Sam Darnold? Is that you seeing ghosts? Yeah, Both exactly. Exactly. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Good, Dan, good luck. We hope to be able to talk tomorrow, yeah. but we'll see. We'll see yeah, how that Sam. ends. Yeah. All right. Okay. It's been nice knowing you. Yep. Right. We appreciate you all. And tonight we've been talking football.